0: But if we. Uh... Nice. <laughs> nice. That's, that's, that's probably <laughs> one of those ones I edit out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, yeah, I must uh, remember to edit that out. going A little life out here. What the hell's going on out here? It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast as usual, I'm your host, that's fell on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and because we won, uh, I have to welcome back, with egg on my face, well not really egg on my face, because I'm glad we kicked you out, because we got the result that we needed, it's uh, Daryl J O'Brien um, on Twitter, it's my brother, my actual brother, I would say a brother from another mother, but uh, I don't think that's how it happened, maybe from another father.
1: Maybe, <laughs> we, I mean I am devastatingly handsome uh, and
0: you are not. Devastatingly, I love how aggressive well, though it is
1: yeah well i should i deserve to be a bit aggressive the fact that you actually follow through on your threat to sack me mm. if we lose it's painful i mean i, I respect you for it
0: <laughs> well, but it still hurt it's not about being liked it's about being respected yeah. i remember having it's a mate i won't say his name because he doesn't listen to the podcast and doesn't care but if he did this would probably be the episode they listen to i remember we were on the road you know his name begins with s and ends with on and um uh. Yeah, we had our bikes on the road and he was pegging stones at the bike just to take the piss, really. And I said to him, do it again and I will run over your hand with my bike. He did it again and I... Ran over his hand with my bike, and I remember the look of shock on his face as I crunched his fingers. And he said, "Why, why, why would you do that?" And I said, "Well, I said I was going to do it, and I did it." So you were the walk and talkie looking uh, lucky pair of underpants. And we turfed you out after that loss, which was abysmal, by the way. And I hope that you're sorry for what you did. Um, I am.
1: I'm really sorry. I just want to apologise to all the fans, really, for <laughs> my hand in that loss. Yeah. We get but that I'm back now.
0: We get that after some losses, people are like, "I forgot to wear my lucky underpants, lads." The deepest, sincerest apologies here. I forgot no, to I try not to wear couch. underpants during the matches. Yeah, that's the thing. That's probably it. It's probably probably too much information there too. Way too much. Yeah. But uh,
1: that was. Um, I enjoyed that, not the loss. We won't talk about that anymore. No. As uh, but I suppose the one thing that everyone has been saying there was so many hysterics and fireworks after the loss. And it was like, Oh, here we go, this Mm. is the true team and this is the way we really we've got exposed. Yeah, well, no, we haven't. Yeah. We just a couple of things didn't go our way and we lost to the better team on the day. Um, that was definitely the same yesterday. We were the better team. Yeah. We still made mistakes though.
0: That's what Um, I was going to say. Yeah, there's a lot to digest here, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's not as if we didn't leave points out on the field. The first half was great. We shut them out. um, 21 and zip. Some really nice plays. uh, Some good people stepped up. But here's what I will say uh, lastly about that Bucks loss and then we can leave it behind us. Number one, Aaron Rodgers said it was an anomaly. He was kind of proved correct-ish by saying that. Now, had we lost, this would have been another anomaly, I guess, right? Um, But... It, the fact is is that like cuz again and I'm and again I've said it before right and I, I cannot stress just how absolutely bored I am with this narrative because under every athletic article um under every twitter thread out there it's you know, can you imagine how better we'd be with X player or that player or this yeah. player on defence or yeah. whatever? And it's just, it's so, just shut up. It's just so boring now. Like, I'm just sick of it. Like, they can say it and spout it. Because the thing is, it's, that's always going to come true, right? So we laid an egg against the Bucks. Our offensive line was shocking. Had, had its worst day of the season. Again, it was back to form, seemingly. Without David Bakhtiari, which again in itself is shocking. Um, yeah. And we we had a bad game. And it wouldn't have mattered who was out there uh, at wide out. Nope. Because we got smashed and our defence as well, like no one on defence got pressure. Whereas again, we seem to pick that up against the Texans. Now, lastly, and I'll, I'll let you jump in here, right? The Texans, because that's what I see as well. Oh yeah, well, I would like to see them do it against a good team. Let's have a quick recap about the Texans. In the last game that the Texans lost, and yes, I've said the Texans about 10 times now, um, against the Titans, they brought that game very, very close. And yep. Deshaun Watson is the only quarterback in NFL history who threw for as much as he did with the amount of touchdowns that he did with the completion percentage yeah, that he did and still, and still lost. The game. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what else does he have to do? I know their defense is playing poorly. JJ Watt has thrown a bit of a stinker. But here's what i would say. Let's have a look at the Texans then, really, really quickly, and just see what we're coming up against. So, who have they lost to? There's only one dud team there, really. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, who are now 6-1 and one and top the AFC East. The Ravens uh, and the Steelers who are both in the AFC North. The Steelers are undefeated still, 6-0. Ravens are 5-1, only second behind the undefeated Steelers by a game. And then they lost to the Titans, who are 5-1, who topped the AFC South. And then they lost to us, and we're second to the NFC, the entire NFC yeah. with five and one. Now yeah. we're second to the NFC North, uh, funnily enough, but we've got the same record as the Bears and the Seahawks. Um, and then the dud team that they lost, that was the Vikings. But again, they've put it up to an awful lot of these teams. Like against the Titans, they scored 36 points, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, so this is not uh, an absolutely trash team that we've beaten. They've got a young quarterback, some nice weapons, and we did the business on the night.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think that leads in nicely to the offensive game plan that we had. Uh, I think, I think... They, again as usual they, the Packers have done their homework and a lot of that's down to the floor and, and his offensive game plan because Deshaun Watson like, he chewed up the midfield yesterday which was, and wasn't and was nice to see sort of towards the third quarter but I think the way, to, the way to beat these guys down and the Texans as you say they were kind of there thereabouts for a lot of their games um but I think the thing to do and what we've done now, and I think we're the only team to do it and, and score in and the opening drive every time. And I think that was the way to do it. I mean, we went 75 yards down the field, 10 plays, and that was in five minutes and 39 seconds. Mm. It's just enough time to get a cup of tea. Cup of tea. And we've already scored. Yeah. You know, and it's like that... And I think that really that demoralizes any team. You just come straight off out of the out of the gate and do that immediately, and you could see that Texans really they never got into a stride really until I mean, now to be fair, they were bad yesterday in comparison. They're not a bad team, but they were bad yesterday. But I, and a lot of that was it them being bad or just us not giving them a chance to play. I mean, looking at the good yesterday, and I'm trying to come up with a really cool portmanteau for these two guys. Portmanteau, but like I'm trying to find a Rod and Adams. I was thinking Rodhams <laughs>
0: yeah Badgers yeah again they sounds like place in the north of England do they really where are where you from I'm from Rodham's I'm from Rodham's
1: <laughs> no we're yeah. gonna go with Rodham's yeah. I'm gonna go with that but they were absolutely stellar it was a bit like um, I mean it reminds me I suppose of Rodgers and Jordy Nelson they seem to have that oh, they
0: have you the know, connection that yeah. understanding
1: they don't even yeah. have to talk to each other anymore they, I mean I think it's a case that Rodgers just moves and Adams seems to know what he's gonna do and yeah. that was unreal to look at Adams was fantastic you know 13 passes for 196 yards and two touchdowns that's a personal record was it I don't think we yardage. reached the franchise record I think that was 14 passes was it
0: yeah so he he equaled that didn't he Don Hudson um, so yeah he yeah, came in with the 13 but again the yardage is just crazy and then I, I see the stat being floated out there it's the most by uh, receiver by the guy yeah. you just mentioned Jordy Nelson I think he's 209 or something yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just was
1: looking at that and actually I don't know if anyone's checked it out yet but next gen stats have a chart he's basically of Adams' root chart up mm. and it's fantastic because it, what it shows you is there isn't one route for this guy he picks the ball up everywhere yeah, it doesn't matter to him it's then. just yeah it's lines all over the chart it's yeah. it's a thing of beauty to watch we should print it out and put it on our walls but um, he was and it was interesting about Adams as well when he spoke about during the week when he was talking about oh you know did the loss what did the loss mean did you read the coverage all the you know the stuff that was said about the team and he, he basically said no like we didn't need to And this was, I think, was really important. A lot of these comments are lip service, but with Adams, I kind of believe it. He said, you know, we didn't bother taking into consideration any of that flack that we received because we know ourselves as a team. We were disappointed in ourselves. In other words, there was no need for any external nonsense for those guys because they were disappointed with themselves. And I thought that was was quite telling because these guys, they were angry. They were up for
0: it. Self-motivators. I mean, you look at uh, Matt LaFleur and this whole stat about... Because it's so funny as well. I saw someone say... um, on social media that like it's brilliant the way some section of the pack fans like to focus on the losses as opposed to the you know yeah. unbelievable success but one of the things that is seemingly ringing through and we haven't seen an awful lot of examples of this and maybe it's a it's a bad sample size to have because of the amount of games that he has won but any time we've won we've bounced back and, and got a win or lost we've came back and got a win so um, it seems to be the sort of modus operandi Matt LaFleur and again I know Aaron Rodgers has been on the Pat McAfee show kind of taking the piss about like you know coaching tropes and all this type of stuff yeah. about oh take one game at a time and all this type of stuff and how much of that actually beds Mm. in but it seems like that he has put in some sort of culture there that it's focus on the next game don't worry about the last game and as you said they, they seem fired up but look there's some stuff that's standing out to me about this team that, uh, you know, is ringing true when they win. So obviously against the Bucks, our offensive line um, gave up a ton of pressure in sacks. We couldn't get a whole lot going. They shut down the run game. How amazing was it that Jamal Williams, and I, I again, I have the top of my sort of notes that I have from the game last night and from re-watching it again today, uh, I was even more surprised actually re-watching it again today with kind of a, a steady head uh, you know you don't have those nerves you know how it's going to end kind of thing um, and it's just Daryl doesn't he just pick up the hard yards I mean yeah. this is a guy like yeah. you know his, his yards per carrier might not be flashy um, and if you're looking back on this game in 10 years time and looked at the stats you, you know you'd point obviously to Devontae Adams's unbelievable performance the fact that he hauled in all seven of the completed third downs that the Packers had uh, but Jamal Williams I think gets the game ball for me because he's just an yeah. absolute uh, soldier yeah,
1: I had him just I completely agree with that And I'm just looking at my list I had him just above Raven Green for guys that are mm. doing all the work in the background because I thought Williams and again you're right in the heat of the game you're looking at you're looking basically at the ball carriers you're not really looking at what's going on in the background and these are always my unsung heroes and I think we've picked up on quite a few of them over the few podcasts that we've done so far but Jamal Williams stellar and he I mean, fired up for it I don't know if the oh, champ yeah. stopped dancing the entire <laughs> game but, uh, and yeah. then Raven Green I thought was stellar as well Amazing serious man. heavy lifting yeah. um, I also want to have to comment I think we have to comment on the commentators they really wrecked my head yesterday I mean Vilma Lone just went through my head uh, we have Bobby Turner playing for us which is amazing it's great yeah. I wonder if he's any I wonder if he's any relation to Billy but uh, again Billy at left tackle phenomenal Yeah. and I, I suppose it leads me to this I don't think I wasn't going to get onto this just now but I think we might as well it's a nice edge way but we have Bakhtiari you have Jones and Kevin King all out three free agents can we live without them I still don't think we can live without Bakhtiari but Turner really really gave a good account of himself Yeah. he had to protect A-Rod on the blind side you know. Yeah, he hasn't played there since college, I don't think. Yeah. Um did you notice him? No.
0: That was, because the thing, he was yeah. doing his job. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't sort of landing on his arse and look we JJ Watt there. Now I know people are yeah. saying JJ Watt checked out, they point to his interview after the game and it's kind yeah. of petulant, you know. Churlish. Um, and they sort of say, like, look, he's you know, this team is checked out, they're not playing for the the coach anymore. Poor Romeo Cornell. I mean, the guy's has some age. And again, I don't know, I don't know about that. Like, I think he's frustrated at the defense and his teammates more than anything else. Um, but again look they were a weaker squad let's say on, on defense that's for sure i think their pass rush yeah. was 22nd or something and they didn't light themselves and cover themselves in glory uh, this time around there's also these rumors about a fire sale that's going on uh, where yeah. you know fans like to forget the fact that we have a salary cap and also that we're going to be up the creek uh, next year and make some massive decisions yeah um you yeah. know back to you can't
1: afford to pay everybody no can't but that, pay everybody, yeah. especially not in this climate never mind this never mind the cap you know, yeah. just can't pay
0: him. Yeah, and that's the thing is that uh, when you're talking about, oh, we should bring in JJ for what for what? Like, <laughs> you know, turn up for yeah. what and all that stuff. But I mean, nice. what, you know, what are you going to pay him? Um, yeah. you know, I'm not going to play for free. You know? Yeah, it's it's bonkers, like, and of course, there's all this stuff about like getting in their wide receiver and all this type of stuff. Um but look, I was I was super impressed by Aaron Rodgers' performance. It is quite clear that the way to beat the Packers is to get them out of rhythm and put Aaron Rodgers on his arse. But again, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. what I would say is, is that's the that's the blueprint for beating any team. I mean, like, I mean, you know, yeah. you put pressure on the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers used to be better, um, under pressure. We know that, but this offense does seem to be, uh, dialed into timing. Um, and again, look, the, I, I love the stuff as well that uh, Rob Domofsky was releasing just about the motion and how how successful Aaron Rodgers was with motion and stuff like that. Um, and again, it seems quite clear that this offense is predicated on pre-snap motion. We had AJ yep. Dillon doing plenty of that and they got purchased from it. I think all four of their touchdowns um, had motion before the snap and that confusion we saw it, didn't we with the rubber outs. Um we saw the them stacking cornerbacks them falling over themselves and Devontae Adams comes in um, and hauls that pass in but what I will say as well is is that whatever about this stuff about our over-reliance on Devontae you know Aaron came out and said that look we can only play kind of what's in front of us it just turned out that the coverages that they were playing lended itself to hitting Devontae Adams and here's what I say about it right I've got two cars. Um, I've got a big one for the family. And I've got a small one that is a runaround. So if I'm using the runaround, like the people keep going, why do you keep using the big one all the time? Like, I don't understand why you're putting your whole family in your SUV uh, you should have a second SUV there to put all the family into and you're kind of like oh yes that would be a luxury it would be great it's not yeah. quite common um, sometimes yeah, it they doesn't make sense purposes you know? yeah they and that's the thing purposes. and that's the thing we've, we've seen like uh, Jamal Williams catch some great passes out of the backfield we've seen Devontae Adams he's uncoverable um, so as long as you're not put him, you're not overworking him or you know the people are reading your eyes that you're going to them and then they know to pick you off or whatever but we know that does, that's not really the case you know if you scrub off that books game um, so oh, I just I think, think so. the offence is zinging
1: Yeah I think it is and I think you're right there I mean the point is if you keep going down route one with Adams every time the unpredictable becomes predictable after a few games and so far the you know the offence has been unpredictable because they go well we're going to mark him and all of a sudden somebody else pops up from somewhere else and they've already seen, well, you know, in the last game Adams was amazing, so they're going to keep going after him this one, we need to, as you say, we need to use the runaround now can't keep putting the big guy in uh, you know, and that kind of worked and, you know, you look at again back to Turner no sacks, and Rodgers, I think I checked pro football focus before we came on I think it was he was only under pressure in 6 of his 34 dropbacks so as you say, if he's comfortable and he's not under any pressure, then we can get that kind of play action yeah. but he's got to be comfortable first and it seems to work another another very good point yesterday was Jair Alexander Yeah, he completely neutralised Fuller
0: oh shut down corner uh, I think that's what he was yeah. in that game and if it keeps, yeah. keeps up that's that's the moniker yeah? it's going to be uh, Alexander Island or primetime Jair and all this type of stuff but he's going to be doing it outside of primetime yeah dead well, right I think so uh, right. the
1: other thing though uh, that kind of worried me you know it was a comfortable the scoreline flattered I think the Texans in the end I mean 35-20 if you didn't watch the game you'd think it was closer than it was but in a way it could have been a lot closer um, the, a couple of the bad things I noticed apart from Watson who kind of made a nuisance of himself in the midfield MVS didn't get any catches but a special team blunders
0: hmm.
1: um, they were a bit scary if they you know against better opposition or opposition that you know that was more turned on I think we could have got we could have been under pressure in the fourth quarter a lot more than we were.
0: Yeah, that block punt as well. Uh, it's funny actually. Yeah. Peter put out a tweet that I was saying it's years ago now. Tim Mastey, uh he got a block punt and it was against the Texans. And then all of a sudden J.K. Scott gets it. I don't know. I felt like his awareness on that wasn't great. But then I don't know what punter does. Pat McAfee was talking about it being a punter. I don't know if this was reasonable, but I just stumbled across one of his videos from ages ago where he talks about like the drop of the ball and. Um, yeah you know, how it's affected by wind and also how it takes your attention away from the game. So if you don't have that high of a drop, uh, you know, if you're just literally dropping it onto your boot, well, then you can get it off quicker. Um But again, like J.K. Scott, you can't really say uh, much bad about him uh, because that he had a 62-yard punt um in the, I think it was the first yeah. quarter, maybe, maybe second. Um, and I put them right down and then they got... um a block in the back penalty, I think, and I pushed him back even further, which was great. And then we were knocking the door down on, on safety stuff. Yeah, like, look, we, you know, we gave up some big stuff sometimes um, on defence. But again, Deshaun Watson is a fantastic quarterback. We can't take that away from him. Um, and he has some high calibre players there, although the well team certainly. is under duress. Um, yeah. And then also Preston Smith showed up uh, big time and I think it, what was that a, was that a fourth down or a third and one and then there was another third and we. what did we do shut them out um, Yeah. on a three and out then to start the game as well so there was some That's nice right, stuff yeah. but like what you you mentioned him now Raven Green I thought he was very busy on the night uh, Kamal yeah. Martin again I think he topped the team on defensive yeah. tackles and which that, is and that completely
1: slipped me by mm. that slipped me by until I saw the stat yeah. and, you know it's like one of those things as we were saying earlier You sometimes you just miss it you don't see it the first time round. it's only when you look at the highlights and you focus on something else
0: yeah yeah so what i
1: like doing as a slight sedgeway. go on i like doing that now with shows i've seen like many many times is just focus on the extras in the background so for example (laughs) friends right keep watching these series and then focus on the guy in the background pretending to talk it's hilarious
0: (laughs) (laughs) saying rhubarb rhubarb and all that kind of uh, yeah
1: just you know looking surprised and talking to someone but yeah anyway
0: takes me back to my days jesus i did i was an extra on fair city before do you know this Fairly shitty. Yeah, Yeah. same show, yeah, exactly the same. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of like the EastEnders of Ireland. And I remember one of my mates was into acting and we went up to RT and we were sitting in the canteen. But it's brilliant. Like, I didn't watch Fair City. I was like 16 or something. Had a girlfriend at the time as well, and that's relevant now in about one second. And we were sitting in the canteen and some guy came up and was like, how's it going, young fellas? And there was me and my mate and then two girls. We were supposed to be playing extras in it and this guy comes up and I had no idea but just his swagger by the way he was trying to be Billy Big Bollocks I was like he's probably an actor on the show and I haven't a rash as who he is so of course I didn't pay him no mind and then we went out and the scene was is that we had to go sort of uh, drinking cans in an underground car park and I nice. remember you won across from me. She was really getting into the act and stuff. She says to me, "Do you have a tune?" I said, "No, uh, I don't. Why?" She goes, "Oh, just in case we have to start making out." And I was like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Oh, ah. I said, "Hold on, no, 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 hold on." I said, "I've got a girlfriend. I don't really want to, her to tune in." And that's how she finds out I cheated on her on live. You know, I'm not live TV, but on a show. So it's kind of yeah, but that's the thing. Like sort of, how far do you go as an extra? I mean, does someone see you make it out and go, "You know, he's really good." I think we'll give him the lead in the next uh, the next James yeah, Bond. Move. You've got to
1: take your opportunities wherever they uh, wherever they show themselves. Yeah,
0: And then we were there and uh, we had to shoot the scene And they got us to kind of like pretend talk Like the rhubarb rhubarb And then we had to have a conversation after But while we were doing the conversation They were like just talk And it was really awkward And of course they had no time for us because we were extras don't know why I decided to share this story But here we go And uh, all of the actors from the show surrounded us As we were recording the audio for the talking part Sniggering and laughing at us And I was like really? Some 16 year old extras and this is what you're doing Anyway, um, so along those lines uh, The game So, yeah, yeah, look, it looks like we're back to form. It looks like the uh, motion that we're seeing and the play design, uh, it's down to Matt LaFleur. And Aaron Rodgers came out again and said that Matt LaFleur was dialed in. And again, Matt LaFleur taking the loss with the books and saying that it's all on him. He seems to be, Daryl, really settling into this leadership role, getting into his groove with play calling, reminding people that he never really properly called plays before he got to Green Bay as such. I think he had like a year or two's yeah. experience. And even then, um, that's why people are shocked when they ask him, are you actually going to call it? And I suppose we have to give credit to to Nathaniel Hackett, uh, the offensive coordinator. But also Aaron Rodgers said something interesting that they asked him, how did you feel with your O-line with D-back on uh, and you know, players moving around and shifting around the line. And he said that he felt good and that Matt did a great job of preparing them for what they were going to come up against in this game. Um, And again, uh, Zedarius Smith turned around and said a couple of weeks ago that he calls him the, I think, what did he call him? The monster coach. And that's because he's in special teams rooms. He's in defensive team rooms. Like Matt LaFleur is really grabbing this by the cojones, by the Lee Rodee, And uh, he's doing an unbelievable job so far.
1: I think so, but the fact that he gets a buy-in from an awful lot of... And I'm not saying Rogers by any sense or stretch of the imagination, is a diva in that sense, but what I'm talking about is it's only natural, it's only human for people to question him coming in, going, he doesn't know what he's talking about, or what experiences this guy got? Um, and it just goes to show you that he has the personality to pull all this together and to show them that he's interested in every facet of what's going on in every position. And it's definitely showing from the buy-in that these guys... Um, are showing when it comes to sticking to the game plan. And then, you know, it's key what you said there earlier as well. When he comes out and says, the loss is on me and the win is on them. In other words, the team won, but when we lose, it was my fault. Yeah, That's a classy thing to do because it doesn't get any headlines. If you go, say, to the Premiership in England that most lines go to the managers to come out and rip their teams a new one and basically say it's nothing to do with me they didn't do what they were told they need to grow up that's um, not that's not fun it doesn't build a nice dressing room it doesn't build a cohesive team like I have here um, and I think it's, pl- it's plain to see that the Packers went out and they beat the Texans and they played so well because of what happened to them last week but there was no tweak in the game plan you yeah. know in that sense I don't think they didn't rip it up and fire it out the window and try something completely different a lot of those plays they tried yesterday just came off they didn't come off last week, as you say, because Rogers was rattled; he was under pressure.
0: And they shut down uh, their own, I mean, we didn't have any play yeah. action to go on. So, I mean, that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, they don't. They can worry on. Uh, they can worry double team on Adams, which they should have done a lot more uh, yesterday. But again, they were given the blueprint to pressure Rogers, and they tried it, and it didn't work. They got punished. And yeah, exactly. We didn't punish. And it should have worked. Mm.
1: You know, it should have worked. If you listen to all the naysayers, it should have worked. With with those injuries that we had with Bakhtiari not there, with Jones out they should have destroyed us yesterday if you listen to everyone you know yeah. basically spoke about the doomsayers that said oh actually, we've we've no cover we've no depth we're going to get destroyed by any any decent team.
0: Yep, Savage you know. was out, King was out. People got injured during yeah. the game. I mean, you know, it's again, and that's the thing as well of of Green Bay teams gone past. Once we had those injuries, you could chalk that game down to a loss, and you could say, "Look, we're missing too many players." And again, yeah. you would get away with doing that. So you'd say we lost yeah. because of the injuries, and people would go, "Yeah, of course." Um, and you know, just hope we get healthy you now. It's it's a bit of a shame after the bye week and all this type of stuff. Whereas this team seems to. To find a way to win, no matter what the personnel is, and we have some positions where there is substandard personnel, and we seem to get by. I'm just still flabbergasted over the O line, to be honest. And I thought, yeah. a part of me was worried last week because I was thinking, Jesus, has it all come around now? Because you know, we Aaron Rodgers found himself in under such pressure that we, you know, we were getting plays blown up in the backfield the whole time, um, which was concerning as well. So, um, yeah, look, I'm. Um, I'm happy with the performance. I think Rashawn Gary looked lively as well. It's that Ari Smith was making a nuisance of himself. Um, A couple of notable things to mention for me. Robert Tanyan made an unbelievable catch uh, diving to the ground. Uh, Malik Taylor comes in with a touchdown. Jay Sternberger comes in with a touchdown. Yeah, Sternberger so again, was the one I was going to mention. But that's the thing, Daryl. I mean, how many weapons do people think that we need? Now, I know if, you're going to get the same old people saying oh Malik Turner he's like what is he he came in with one catch calm yourself down but that's the thing it's complimentary football Um, I think when you've Jamal Williams and Devontae Adams firing on all cylinders well then everybody else like a Shakespearean play just becomes actors in this in this grander scheme of things, you know. And again, look, we're going to get beaten again this season and we're going to get spanked and we're going to look silly yeah. and people are going to say, I told you so. Well, of course they are, but like... But that's football. That's yeah. sport. I
1: and mean, You know, what annoys me about the whole concept is that it's as if you can't keep these people happy unless Packers are to win every single game right through to the Super Bowl and then win that. You know, it's teams lose. It's what happens. It's how the teams deal. That's what makes watching sport enjoyable. It's how they react to losses and they've reacted very well. You know, maybe me being cynical, maybe they have an eye on the the wage cap maybe they have an eye on the financial situation, and all these players are kind of thinking if I don't front up I'm out and if I'm out where am I going to find game time anywhere else that's me the cynic in me, the other side of me is thinking these guys are enjoying their football they're enjoying the, the you know the aura the atmosphere around camp they're enjoying playing for each other, which is definitely easy to say you can all say they're all lone wolves and all these kids are coming out and the likes of Tanyan and Sternberg and they're coming out and they're just playing they're just playing well because they're under pressure no I think they're playing well because they're enjoying it and they're playing well because they have I suppose the atmosphere behind them that allows them to play yeah. play how they want to play and I, I mean I can see it um, you know they don't all play well all the time but when these young kids get up and they're given a chance these young guys are doing it they're doing the yeah. business
0: and the thing is they're getting schemed open now on that line I mean MVS got massacred again last night because yeah, did, of yeah. Yeah. some bad routes run well no, uh, no catch one.
1: off four targets but I mean it,
0: yeah, but the, and again, the fact that he hit his hands and he dropped it, yes, it's massively disappointing. Uh, but the yeah. thing is, I mean, look, if you look at it from the Packers' perspective, right, they've put him in a position and again, of course, here's here's the I'm already going to come in. Like Eminem and 8 Mile, I'm going to come in with the counter argument, right, already. And I'm nice. just going to poo-poo, right? The thing is, is they're going to say, yeah, well, you knew MVS was crap coming into this, uh, you know. And then all of a sudden now you're surprised that he's not catching balls thrown his way. The thing was, is I did a breakdown of all of his catches and his comebacks and all this type of stuff. And he was very good. And the fact that he came out after the season um, last year and said that he was nursing an injury was very Devontae Adams-esque. Do I think he's Devontae Adams? No. Is he being put into positions to make plays? Yes. Is he? No. Will he? I don't know at this point. Uh, You know, because again, like is dogging him, is that going to do him any good? I mean, we could have easily as a fan base destroyed Devontae Adams back in the day um, for him dropping stuff when he had ankle injuries. Some people did. Of course they've they uh, Massacred the
1: And you've hit on the Point there as well I think the important thing is Firstly it doesn't do The player's confidence Any good no. Secondly it's not very good For team morale either It's a bit like what Manchester United's Going through at the moment With David De Gea He's pretty pants at the minute Yeah He's, he's improving slowly But his confidence Has been knocked It'd be great to be able To just get a guy and, Well obviously they, they can Because he's too expensive But you take a player And just sit him on the bench And leave him there What does that say to The rest of the players, what does it say to the player themselves? Sometimes you've got to man manage different people differently, and I think MVS is one of them. You can't just dump him, go, oh, he's going to drop it, don't bother. Yeah, it. um, what's the point then?
0: And if you're still going to draw just... coverage, you know, I mean, he's a straight line speed guy, and that's what people say, oh, well, that's all he's good for, well, then uh, so be it, you know, like you. And again, you have players like Jimmy Crane who come in and did nothing. Uh, you know yeah. who was expected to do stuff and then you know people kind of gave him a bit of a hard pass for a while sort of saying about his calibre so the fact that this guy's young and unproven and the fact that he's dropping stuff it is disappointing of course it is uh, but the fact that the ball hit him in the hand and he couldn't come down with it it's disappointing but I mean that happens all over the field look at Adrian Amos uh, he dropped yeah. a, almost a surefire interception that hit against his hands as well I know what you're saying he's not a receiver who cares kind of thing but I mean that was an opportunity I don't oh, see him getting thing, uh, yeah. massacred uh, Raven Green nearly come down with an interception because shows he's in the right place just getting away from the whole MVS chat um, but look I think it's good complimentary football I think the offensive line surprised me again Aaron Rodgers is in rhythm And of course, the key to beating the Packers is get them out of rhythm, shut down the run, take away the play action, double team Devontae Adams. But again, let's have a look at some of the teams then this season. So Mm -hmm. the Bills were fantastic. They're getting shut down. The Niners have got blown out a couple of times um, this season as well. Uh, They bounced back. They were seen as kind of the benchmark for the Packers to aim for. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Uh, The Seahawks, um, they lost last night again an unbelievable game of course when I put them in my act on the radio standard um, but they lost in overtime to the Cardinals so every team can be beaten Now remember the Cardinals got waxed as well this season so every team was going to get flummoxed Um, and like I said um on the podcast with pete i don't know how many times i've been covering teams on the radio and i put them in as a lock or i i choose against them even though they have a strong run of form because every team gets waxed
1: yeah and that's what's so great about this sport because it doesn't matter how good you are and sometimes the, the better they play all the way along it and it does take one inexplicably bad performance and people scratch their head and go how did that happen you go it just happened draw a line under it Get going again. You're only as good as your next game. I think you're not even as, you're not as good as your last one. I think you're only as good as your next one because I think everybody looks and goes, "We can do this. This is how we're going to win this." Game. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm looking forward to it now. I mean, we've got the Vikes again. I know we're not previewing the next game, but this is probably the best, you know, the best the best next game I can think of. Looking yeah. at the next sort of six games.
0: Yeah yeah there's some uh, big matchups there that we're going to come up against that's for sure and there's going to be some better competition but again uh, you know we look at the the Colts are meant to be uh, invincible have a look at some of their losses you know and you're kind of you'd say to yourself the same this team is a, it's definitely a team that can be beaten it just goes to show and again I will say Aaron Rodgers was smiling at the start of the game so that's who I knew they we were going to win because you know that's the yeah. body language expert here at UK Packers I have to self-point re degree I mean, up on the every wall every week but, you know, this nonsense every week I mean it's science I mean I just have to put it out there I have to <laughs> let people know my pedigree that's all I'm saying nice. um, but yeah so the Vikes as you say it's a good game you have them at home as well um, and again it's yep. I, I don't know it's it's every time it's like that movie where it's like I'm getting too old for these rigs you know it's like if it's a cop's last job they're way more likely to like, you know, get slapped around the face with some sort of heavy armory or sort of <laughs> ammo. In the foot. Yeah, it's yeah. that type of thing. Is you know when the guys lacing up going out, it's like, well, honey, after I do this shift, even if he's a traffic cop who works in admin, you know what I mean? He's gonna something's gonna happen yeah. to him on the way to work. Um, so that pianos it, definitely
1: always fall off buildings on those days. Hundred percent, like, and
0: that's why when the when we're looking at the Vikings and we're like, okay, we're back to form. The fan base have calmed down a little bit. We have the Vikings who are struggling a lot uh, at mm-hmm. home. They seemingly me Big with the banana ho, skin. Oh yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> with the whole Ngakwe thing, and they're like, "Oh well, they've given up on the season." You know, if they're always dangerous. Start throwing out tropes like momentum, momentum. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah it's yeah, all about building yeah, oh, momentum. No. We're going in with a one-game momentum, and that's and then the Vikings. Because look at it, <laughs> all, all the you know the divisional games are always tough, and then we're coming up against the Vikings, who I don't know, I don't care what anyone says, like they're not really chumps. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just it's anyway as you said, it's not a quick snaps. Quick snaps. Um, I can't believe I got Rob Domovsky nice. and. Match Neidman to quick snap along with me. That's pretty epic, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not do- I'm still sore after the uh the sacking. <laughs> it's, it's, so, this, it's like a waste. I mean, I'm just pretending. Yeah. I'm just pretending. I mean, you know, I'm okay. not texting you for the next week. <laughs> I mean, you're in the doghouse officially. <laughs> I'm not texting you. Right. I'm not talking to you outside of this podcast. I thought what you did was cruel. Yeah. Uh, it was hurtful.
0: I fumbled the ball. Was- basically, I'm Dexter Williams fumbles the ball on my first snap, and I've been sent to the bench. Yeah,
1: but- no, I don't even know if you're that. I just think you're you're a cruel, cruel, horrible person for doing what you do. <laughs> and I'm hurt.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm hurt. Hashtag pray for Daryl. I mean, if they can spell it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, yeah. <laughs> if they can spell your name. Yeah, well,
1: don't all die. I can say is we have to keep winning because if mm. I don't, I get sacked. And then, you know, all my research and all my homework notes, I just look like mm. a sad person taking down all my stats and all my figures
0: hilarious would it be though if you had all of the research done for the last one and just said you're not coming on you <laughs> just like you know you had d- all of I the did. notes and you I did. M- I watched did the game all,
1: I did have all the notes and all the research done
0: it's your fault though it's not my fault we lost to the, the books point. Jesus What's, Christ oh so it's my okay fine fine science anyway I have we got anything else to say if, oh, to no, I think we've covered
1: it I think we've covered yeah. it um,
0: I had my fun <laughs> Oh there's some yeah there's definitely some jokes in there I think. Anyway, if we uh so we're, look we're nearing on November at this stage which is a bit bonkers really. Um it's bonkers for a couple of reasons. Uh, because time's flying in. Um, and you know they say time flies when you're having fun, but it's COVID, so everyone's you know trapped in a class, yeah, in case of emotion. But you know what's fun in my household mm-hmm. is that my son has taken a massive interest in Angry Birds because he loves the slingshot, right? Which I know what I you're thinking. the song
1: in my head now. I can hear the song,
0: but carry on. Yeah, there it is. It's standard, right? Yeah. And that's all. That's all gravy. That's good stuff. You know, he's going to school, and you know we've to manage his his time and sometimes I have him on my own and he plays a little bit of Angry Birds and then he has like an Angry Bird toy that we bought. It's all great stuff, right? However, Santa's going to have a hard job uh, getting the Angry Bird toys because the game and all of the toys that came out is seven years old. And what does he want from Santa? Uh, A list full of Angry Bird toys, bro. So I'm going to have to, we're going to have to write off that letter early and then recruit, he's going to have to recruit some huge help to get angry about toys what do you th- what do you do if like your kid is really into Tamagotchi's? <laughs> I mean what do you do if it's like his I toys mean, you talked away from it the retro. amount of damage I did I mean I killed every single
1: Tamagotchi I ever had mm. they kind of crap themselves to
0: death eventually though if you leave them long enough do, yeah. you know because yeah. you had to go to school and come back and then you'd come back and just, the screen would just be full of poo but what is um, <laughs> I forgot they even did that <laughs> I forgot they even did
1: that That's amazing
0: because Feed them I remember getting a World Cup one Where he had to do like Keepy-uppies with the, the mascot But then he would go They're kind of like Those monks who go into that mound And just starve themselves to death I mean, they, they eventually just be I don't understand how Because I don't know My appetite slowed down Since I got older And the more that You know I eat the same stuff But I put on more weight Why don't Tamagotchis Follow that lifeline I don't understand I don't Why even, they need more food I don't food. even
1: know What it teaches people You kind of go mm. I had a pet It died And I don't care Yeah
0: And then I can and just I just got on with my life I can also turn it off. You know what I mean? It's like, what did yeah. you do with Rover when you got older? You That dog you got in college? Turn them yes. off. <laughs> of like just took his batteries out. He's yeah. he's, he's good.
1: It's probably, he's in stasis.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, patreon.com uh, forward slash UK Packers. Do you know what? I got contacted by a guy and he said, here, I had a look at your Patreon. If you only got 30-something or is that in the higher tier? I said, no, we've only got 30-something patrons. He said, I actually cannot believe that. And I was like, yeah, well it is what it is if you want to support the uk packers and it does help because of the you know the cost of hosting everything and doing all the research and all this you know world's tiniest violin and all that kind of stuff you can and unlike with the other people where like we put your name on something that doesn't matter and um, that's not the case we send you out a t-shirt which we buy with your money um after six months and you can also get on to the higher tier which is a gold member um gold member remember that
1: yeah amazing is this pleasing you hey is there is there a platinum tier like in Frasier that you know you think you think you're at the top, <laughs> top of gold <laughs> yeah. but there's actually
0: a platinum tier it's weird that you mentioned. I've only started re-watching that show amazing. it's just unbelievable by far the yeah. best show maybe because we're brothers and you're like maybe I no. could
1: be in the platinum tier if, if hmm. I entered into the platinum tier would I get kicked off when we lose
0: probably if not if I'm a paying
1: yeah
0: nice okay. <laughs> it's like that old nice. school thing of just pay your way on like Daryl is yeah. paid for the privilege of being on this podcast yeah, yeah. but then you have to be careful though because you've got what is it above the platinum tier and or is it the platinum tier where it's just outside in by the bin yeah, bags yeah
1: th- was basically in the bins mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So okay. we yeah. I'm so taking. we're we're gonna create a um, platinum tier now. There's a gold member gold member tier, and what you do is you get a free uh, place in the monthly raffle for signed merch, um, and an Gosh. awful lot of our patreons have won that. And this time around, it's Preston Smith is the jersey, and uh, Keith Jackson, Keith Jackson went to Keith Bruckers House or whatever Brett Favre says in that thing that I'll always remember. Um. So yeah, there's those two it's prizes. An amazing impression. It's an amazing impression thanks very much this
1: is the kind of quality you get on this podcast I know yeah
0: like I mean and you get it for free 99 um, so yeah get on to Patreon anyway um, and support us there And you get free stuff, basically. Um, And you also get that T-shirt as well if you're on the member. Anyway, um, and you can also buy the stuff outright on there too. And uh, go... I'm rambling now. I'm rambling, right? We're going to end it. So, look, quick snaps. I'm going to have Peter back in the studio for quick snaps. I'm trying to get Kay Adams on. I've emailed her and she responded like once. And I don't want to be that guy who's going to keep badgering her about it because I've said to her, you good now? You good now? And I've hit her up on Twitter and stuff like that. So if you want Kay Adams to appear on the quick snaps for bears contact her and ask her will you yeah I mean you know I mean Kay I might not be
1: here for much longer um, depending on how this season goes so please mm.
0: Kay <laughs> <laughs> well, let's begin for me. to Kay uh, so yeah I think me. that's it so from at Daryl J O'Brien on Twitter that's him from at d just what my name on um Twitter that's me follow the Paddy Packer so racist on Instagram and of course hit up the groups at UK Packers and make sure you tune in to Sunshine on a 6.8 every Saturday morning to hear me Ken Doherty, and Reggie Kerrigan chat to things, all things NFL anyway that's it for this week another win happy days go back go see you for quick snaps